Okay, children, let's start the day with a few new math problems. What is five times two? Come on, children, don't be shy. Just give it your best shot. Yes, Clyde? Twelve. Okay, now let's try to get an answer from someone who's not a complete retard. Anyone? Come on, don't be shy. I think I know the answer, Mr. Garrison. Me, 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 me. Shut up, fat boy. Hey, don't call me fat, you oh. fucking Jew. Eric, did you just say the F word? Jew? No, he's talking about... Oh. You can't say... Oh. Fucking school, you oh. fucking fat ass. Kyle. Why the... F oh. Night. Eric. Dude, you just said... Oh. Fuck again. Stanley. Fook. Kenny. What's the big deal? It doesn't hurt anybody. Oh. 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 How would you like to go see the school counselor? How would you like to suck my... Mm. What did you say? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, what I said was... How would you like to suck my... Mm. Holy dude. All right, it's your boy Sinister One broadcasting live from the City of Champions. You are listening to The Booth. And uh, we got a lot to talk about. We got we got actually two tracks we're going to play tonight. Two brand new tracks. Uh, we got a, a Brockton rapper here, Ralph Louis V. He's got a single called Crazy. We're going to debut that about 7.30. And um, he's actually going to come on later on for uh, um, a future interview to talk about this single. And I believe he's dropping an EP. I'm not sure yet. And then um, also, tonight's the night. Tonight, BET is the start of the uh, miniseries, The Story of New Edition. And tonight we've got the new single from Belle Biv DeVoe. We've actually played it on this show already before. Um, but we're going we're gonna to play that track here tonight, um, Run, sometime during the show also. But we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Actually, i got to hit a guy up who was on our show this Saturday, uh, Carl Kafer from Steve's Video Store. <laughs> Put a bet out there. And... Uh, he, I actually have to listen to the podcast. They do a live podcast on Sunday nights. And um, unfortunately for Carl Kafer, he made this bet with me in the show on Saturday that if he was to lose, he would have to sing um, the Patriots, one, one of the Patriots fight songs, one of their songs that represents them. And, you know, there's two songs out there that kind of represent the Patriots here in New England. But we put the word out there to all the Patriots Nation that follow the booth and follow my page. And it looks like Ozzy Osbourne's Crazy Train is the winning song that Carl has to sing. And I'm actually going to hit Carl up right now and say, when are you going to be ready right now? And I, I'd like, to be honest, I'd like to see him Facebook live that when he sings that so we can all watch and um, instead of coming on the air, and we can do it that way. But I heard uh, from Steve Ronquillo, who is the host of Steve's video store, he told me that um, Carl had quite a bit of meltdown during the show on Sunday night um, as he was following my, you know, as they were following my tweets and my, my Facebook status messages that were going along. Um, we were just watching this game, and, you know, we, we've had a lot of people – tied up in these games this weekend we know that tony arnold is a big packers fan and if the packers were to win the super bowl he was going to throw a big pig roast and we were all no 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 no. that wasn't it if the packers and the patriots yep. were playing super bowl super bowl against each other that was when they got the pig roast whether who oh, so won. We're, yeah we're not we're not getting the pig roast Discount yeah I, I personally think that's exactly what happened that they heard about that 
And out of respect for their fans, they threw the game so Tony wouldn't have to host the big roast. So I'm a little disappointed at All right, told Tony Arnold that. He denied it, of course. He lies. But he oh. denied it. <laughs> oh, man. So, unfortunately, the Green Bay Packers, and I got to give props to both my sons, Tyreek and Terrell, both my boys early in the week when we were talking about this matchup between the Packers and the Falcons, I'm like, come on. I, I gotta take I gotta take Aaron Rodgers all day. My reason was was because Aaron Rodgers plays in the elements and he's throwing the pigskin off the ball. He's having the the game of the year um, for these last two postseason games, and he is now going to be put indoors with no elements to bother him. I felt like that was the perfect environment for Aaron Rodgers. Guess what? It wasn't, and now it looks like we are going to have a Marvel Civil War. Here in New England. Why? Because the New England paid up against Matty Ryan from BC. This is the kid that kind of made a lot of this. This kid was that was the kid that was the generation of fans that came after the Flutie fans. You had guys like me who were Flutie fans. Then you have the newer generation. They were Matty Ryan fans. And Matty Ryan went down to Atlanta and got stuff done. There were actually a lot of people here who were kind of hoping that Matty Ryan would have ended up here on the Pats, but it didn't happen. So, um, we um hold on a second. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that. We're, please stand. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please we're, stand by. We're expecting uh six and nine year old technical difficulties because <laughs> they don't know they're playing Minecraft in the other room and they're being loud. So um but yeah, the Green Bay Packers lost to Atlanta and they didn't just lose to Atlanta. <laughs> Man. It was a beatdown in the dirty south, like, like a. Well, seri- here, here, here's the reason, and I'm sorry. See, because I'm an old defensive guy, mm-hmm. and I always said this: offenses win games, defenses lose games. Mm-hmm. And I am sorry, Green Bay. You know they they had the same problem against Dallas. So I said the same thing. They had no defense, and mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to go into, into a divisional game. Or a conference, you know, a conference ship game, championship game, without a defense. Mm-hmm. I don't care how good Aaron Rodgers is. I mean, you're just not going to compensate for that, and they didn't, and they got stomped on. Okay, they got stomped on. That's an understatement. End of story. I would, I would say that's an understatement. But, but they got stomped on. Yeah, I think they got they got more than stomped on. They got more than that, that. That Atlanta team just literally Julio Jones and 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 Matty Ryan and the rest of that team just they pretty much kind of had their way with with Aaron Rodgers and the rest of that. I mean, she's you know, and I was I was expecting to see a, you know a, a nice Super Bowl rematch and you know between the Packers and the Patriots. I was kind of hoping for that, and you know we're not going to get that. But now I, all of a sudden. To me, this has become very entertaining for me because now it's like I said, there's a civil war here in Massachusetts, but I have a civil war here on the Hayes family front. And um, my cousin, who you know is, you know, he's a member and he's part of the Yin Yang Twin clique down there in Atlanta. Uh, they were actually up here last winter to perform in Boston. And uh, my cousin Centurion, uh, the first thing I did was I hit him up and said, Yep, here we go. So I might have to try to get Centurion on the show so we can make a little Super Bowl. Maybe we have to make a Super Bowl bet or something. Maybe I can see what he can do and get these guys on. 
and we could we could talk about something. But that that's it. We're looking at a pretty good Super Bowl in the next two weeks. But you know what? You gotta be it's, kidding me! I, I'm pretty oh, please. Well, here's the thing. It's here's, clown fest. Okay, excuse you, me. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. I respect Atlanta. They've done a hell of a good job this year. They came out of no place when no one gave them a chance in heck. I agree with that. But they're not in the Patriots League. I'm sorry. They don't have the defense. They don't have the special teams. And I am sorry. You're not. I'm sorry. You're not getting through our offensive line. End of story. Our, know, our, I, thank our, you for thank you for playing. There's some lovely parting gifts for you. The Patriots' offensive line has done a serious, serious job this year. They took a lot of flack last year. Here's where where things are, here's where things are going to get out of hand. Tom Brady sat up there and pulled the Donald Trump. Well, actually, no, he pulled a Spicer. Got up on the podium and first of all, he lied. <laughs> no, say it ain't when so. He, when he was bluntly asked. He is on his way to the Super Bowl, and does, will this one be special if they win? He was bluntly asked. Now, we all know, God daggone well, and I wasn't going to make people drink by saying the Ken word. We oh, all, well, God damn it. How's we that? all know well where that question was meant to be. Now, we already knew everybody was fired up because Roger Goodell chose to stay in Atlanta two weeks in a row and didn't have the balls to come to Foxborough for the AFC Championship game. Now, I saw Teddy Bruschi at first. Teddy Bruschi at first was like, yeah, he did the right thing because the fans in, in, in New England are this and that and this and that. And then Stevie, my man Stevie down there in ESPN, checked him on it, and he says, come on now. He said, you really think that's true? Ye should be there. And then when they broke it down, he actually had – my man Teddy Bruschi agreeing with him because he said, here's the deal, and I think we all agree with, and I think Ken as a defense attorney can even agree with this. Roger Goodell did so much stuff to get Brady suspended. He pulled everything out of his arsenal legally to get this man suspended for four games. The fact that he could not come to this AFC championship game to me and to a lot of fans here in New England I'm sorry, but Ken, that's an admission of friggin' guilt. And I think there is nothing more better than karma to come full circle and the Patriots have to win the Super Bowl. And not only have them win the Super Bowl, but have them win the Super Bowl after they lost the chance to go to the Super Bowl last year and they really wanted to. This one's even more better because this one's even better because last year. Brady was there for the full 16 games. And they they got knocked out of the playoffs, and they didn't make it to the Super Bowl. But this year, Brady missed the first four games of the year. And he still was the top-rated quarterback, one of the top-rated quarterbacks in the league. Winning the Super Bowl after Roger Goodell seemingly tried to do everything in his power to keep the Patriots from winning. For him to hand that look, all eyes are going to be on Roger Goodell when he has to hand that trophy, that Lamar Hunt trophy, the Vince Lombardi, the Vince Lombardi trophy, because he wasn't here for the Lamar Hunt trophy. Which that's another topic. They changed the trophy. It's a different trophy now. It looks horrible. Um, but that Vince Lombardi trophy, Ken, do you feel that's an admission of guilt by not coming here for that AFC championship? Game? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He has been 
what we like to refer to in law as keeping a freaking low profile. You know, I always tell my clients this. You know, after you – this is where it happens. You know, if you get a big victory in court, you, you go into your bed and you hide and you keep yourself off the street because every cop in Brockton or Plymouth County has got your name and got your number and is looking to bust you for anything. Okay? So it's called mm-hmm. keeping a low profile. Roger Goodell knows he's busted. So he's keeping a freaking low profile, keeping his name out of print, not giving anything the Patriots fans to do with. I mean, there was a chant of Roger, Roger, Roger to the entire stadium. Mm-hmm. And look, look, let me just say this. Tom Brady is hyper-competitive. This guy would probably get competitive in a touch football game with his sons, okay? Mm-hmm. No question about it. And I don't think Tom Brady needs a reason to want to win a Super Bowl, okay? He doesn't. So I think he was he – he was, as the British used to say, he was being economical with the facts. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think that even if he wasn't suspended, he'd still want to win the Super Bowl. And this would be special to him because it's a Super Bowl. It just is. And I, I buy that. I, I, well, I, here's, well, do here's I the, think – hold on. So let me finish. Yeah. Do I think this is going to be extra sweet if he can win the Super Bowl and rob, rub Roger Goodell's face in it? Absolutely. That is just like an icing on the cake, you know, the cake. Cherry on the sundae. But, you know. Kyle, Kyle Kafer just actually uh, uh, hit me up. Um, I have to actually acquire the audio for him for Crazy Train. I'm going to get that to him. And then he's actually looking to record it on Thursday. So it looks like maybe next Tuesday, Ken, we may have Kyle on the show to sing Crazy Train live. Um, and we want to make sure everybody is tuned in to listen. So it's good stuff. And Ken, you know, and I, and you know, I feel the same way as you. And I think a lot of fans do. And to be honest, I think, to be honest, I think this father right now is the best thing for the Patriots because you look at ESPN Magazine. The cover of ESPN Magazine this week is Tom Brady. I have it on my Facebook page. It's Tom Brady, and it says the Revenge Tour um, coming to an end. And you know. That's we've been waiting for this for two seasons, and it's the thing. We're looking at this, and we're saying to ourselves, "This is it for us, for Patriots fans. This is this is the the biggest, best icing on the cake that you could ever have to win your fifth Super Bowl and to take home uh, Goodell's just just take a piece of Goodell's heart from him." No, I mean, did you, yes, sir. did you see? Um, you know, of course, I, the moment they won the AFC um, championship camp game, I was looking for the downfall parody mm-hmm. because you know someone's going to do it. And someone did it this morning. Have you seen it? Well, no, no. I was see. I was waiting for the I, uh, I, it's, Hitler. It's just, it's, no, I yeah, was, the Hitler parody. That's what I was waiting for the Hitler down. parody. And yeah, that, and that, that, yep, it came out. It came out and it was right. posted and it was awesome. I was it was cool. awesome. I mean, it was just, you know. And it was funny because the week before the guy did it, did it and he actually predicted pretty much everything that he right. thought that, that was going to happen so I saw the one for this week it was classic and I just you know I'm hoping we're going to be able to get one more from this guy um, I think his name is um, Dion I think it's or Dyson Sydney. I think his name is I forget the kid's name that, that puts these Devin Sydney. yeah I mean he, he's great and let me tell you something I think I wouldn't be surprised if Roger Goodell suddenly comes down with a severe throat infection at Super Bowl Fifty One. No way, dude! If he, if 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 if, I, Roger, oh, I, look, if Roger Goodell does not take that podium, 
he will lose every bit of credibility. He has no credibility. That, Come that, on. That he has – that he's – oh, yeah, I, yeah. granted, he doesn't have – He has no credibility. He, this he, is has none here, he has none here in New England. He has none here in New England. But I don't think – no, I don't think he has credibility without the league. Let's remember. You think – you think the league is that? You think the league? I think no. I think the league. He embarrassed the league because the whole point was to shove it at the Patriots, shove it to Tom Brady. And when Tom, when the Patriots organization comes back and says, "Screw you, we can win, win without our marquee quarterback." Okay, so so why? And well, the league that hires Goodell is pretty much owners. The, the owners who make up the right. league, are the ones who put Goodell yeah, in place. Exactly. So, and I think here's the problem. You, this goes back, and people forget. So why wasn't he fired? Well, here's the thing. Right now, and this is what people don't understand. People forget a couple of years ago when there was that big lockout, mm-hmm. the league was divided among yes, between the well, owners. Yes, it owners, was. Yes, it, it was. was between the owners who wanted to, you know, to burn the house down to break the player association, and the ones that said, "Knock this shit, knock this crap off." We got to, you know, we have to um, make a deal with these guys because we cannot have a busted season. Now, do you know who the big owner was on the faction that said, "Knock this crap off"? Was was who else? But it was Bob Kraft. Bob Kraft. Yep. And he was backed up by Art Rooney of the Steelers and um, Art Modell's son from the uh, Ravens and a couple mm-hmm. of the old-time owners. They pissed off – I mean, and the young punks, Al Davis's son, whoever he um, – and a bunch of the other ones never forgot that. And they wanted to screw Bob Kraft. Well, they Jerry, were actually, Jones, Jerry Jones was leading that faction too. Don't forget. Right. Oh, yeah. Now, they wanted to screw – and that this was an FU to Bob mm-hmm. Kraft and the Patriots organization, Okay. And, mm-hmm. and and Roger Goodell is their butt buddy, okay? He does whatever those owners tell him to do. Can you, can you say that? What, butt buddy? Yeah, can you say that on the air? Sure, why not? I'm not calling yeah. him his bitch. Oh, Jesus Christ, Ken! <laughs> oh, my God. No, I'm sorry. You know, truth hurts. And here's the problem, because think about this. We walked into the season without Tom Brady, without Nick <clears throat> and with Gronkowski on the injured list, okay? Mm-hmm. Then we lost Garoppolo. Uh, oh, don't forget we we missed Mr. Branch, who's and, oh, been yeah. making a big impact since he's come back. To- oh, yeah. There's no question about that. Now, and then we lost Garoppolo mm-hmm. to a, a, what, a busted shoulder? Uh, some in, some, no, no, no. That no, was Brissett. The- yeah, then Brissett breaks the- his thumb. And yep. we still go three and one. Yeah. Okay? All right. Then we get Brady back. We get Ninkovich back. We get Gronkowski back for a little while. We get Branch back. We get Dion Lewis and you know Garrett Blunt. I don't know what they, uh, you know, what they put in their freebies, but I want some. Uh, I I heard there's a warrant for Garrett Blunt's arrest for the seven Steelers that he just friggin' murdered yeah, on Sunday. <laughs> I heard I heard I heard Garrett Blunt called you after the game and was looking to retain your. Yeah, shirt. he was. Yeah, I actually had Garrett Blunt in my office after that play. Both of you don't, don't know what we're talking about. There was a play. I think it was like third, three, third and four. Garrett Blunt. They get the ball to Garrett Blunt, and no joke, seven Steelers are trying to tackle him, and he's going down the field. And as I said, if you, you know, if people follow my Facebook page, like I said. That play right there, for anybody who's outside of New England and they want to know what the Patriot way is, right there, that play embodied what the Patriot play is. Do your job. His job was to get that first down by any means necessary, and he carried seven guys. But not only did they do their job, the Patriots way, do your job, and play with the team emotion and the team aspect was he had those seven guys on him 
the linemen went and they helped push that pile to get him the yards. He was about two yards shy of of the of the touchdown on that play. That's how amazing that play was. Oh that, yeah. If yeah. he had put that in the end zone, that play would have been probably that would have probably been on on every broadcast. Oh, it would it would be. Not only that, not only that. Let's look at Hogan. Okay, the guy is picked up what four weeks ago. She's no no. Chris Hogan's been here since day one. Chris Hogan they acquired from Buffalo. Right. But this was a but see Chris Hogan. Here's the funny story about Chris Hogan. Chris Hogan is a guy, and we've had this. Julian Edelman is a guy that came from this from this from this. Uh, not Julian Edelman. Um, the kid. Uh, um. The running back Woodhead, who was yeah, here, Danny, Wood. Danny Woodhead, he was here. But these were guys that were on Hard Knocks, like they were talking about the fact that this kid uh, Hogan was on Hard Knocks, and his nickname when he was down in Miami, sorry Joe, but when he was down in Miami, they called him Seven Eleven because he was always open. Open, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yet yeah, Miami didn't keep this guy, Wes Welker, another guy we got from Miami, and put in mad years for us. So how do these teams like the Dolphins and Buffalo, they have this talent and Belichick just scoops them up. They know the talent. They see it when these guys are playing us. So this guy, he was in Miami. He didn't last in Miami. He ended up in Buffalo, and then we ended up acquiring him from Buffalo. And this guy was a major part of this whole entire season, to be honest. And what's nice about this kid, this kid, they put they actually put him running the routes that Gronkowski was running. Right. Because the play where he came across, he, he ran that pattern, he went out, and then came into the post, and he was wide open in the end zone. That's a Gronkowski play. All oh, day. yeah. That's a Gronkowski play. And if the guys don't cover him, Gronkowski's always open and pulls that down. He he made so many good plays this weekend. And not to mention special teams is stepping up. Special teams is doing doing a damn good job. Oh, yeah. And, there's uh, no question about it. It's, and here, he, look, this is the other thing. That And I also was re- really impressed was the fact that they weren't making any stupid mistakes. One of the things against the, against the Texans, they made so many freaking stupid yep. mistakes, and they just didn't uh, do that. Look, they made enough to piss Bill, Bill Belichick off to make them work their asses off for the week. Well, did you hear Dion, the whole thing about Deion Lewis? Mm-hmm. The last week, I don't know if you heard about this. This was great. But apparently Deion Lewis was required at all times when he was on the Patriots facilities to walk around with a football. Mm-hmm. And yep. all the Patriots were told to not, try to knock it out of his hands. Mm-hmm. Okay, and did he complain about it? No, he just did it, and he and Dion Lewis turned on turned in a great game. But that's the point. I mean, it was just you know, it was just insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Do it was. your freaking job, and that's what everybody was doing. They were just doing their job, and they were taking care of business. Mm-hmm. Well, what we got to do is uh, wow, that's a quick, 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 quick half hour. We've got we're up at the half hour mark right now, and um. We got to take a quick break, but we're going to do two songs actually right here. We're going to do uh, Belle Biv DeVoe's Run because the new edition movie premieres tonight at 9 o'clock on BT. We're going to be heading upstairs actually uh, as a family, going to be watching this one. And um, then right after that, we've got Ralph Louis V right out of here from Brockton, Mass. He was actually with me and Ken at Corey Bester's. He did a little bit of freestyling stuff. Oh, good. And, you did uh, Really, really, really good stuff. But this is like his first single. Um, he, he looks like he's working hard. He's grinding. So what we're going to do, we're going to take this quick break. going to let you hear BBD's new single, Run. And then we're going to go on the Ralph Louis' Crazy. And then we're going to be back. We're going to talk a little bit more Patriots. Going to talk a little bit more about the picture of uh, the, the kids on my page 
and it's not Trump's kids. Everybody is like, yeah, it looks like Trump's children. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back with more booth after this. You're listening to Bell Bib DeVoe's Run. Yo, yo, take the window lock off, man. This is crazy. Move the seat up a little bit, too. I feel you, man. Where we going? On the ride. That's all I need to no. talk to. It's a shame you don't treat me right. Nah. When I stick by your side. Girl, I work this nine to five Working. to buy you the things that you like. Cause you know it's
It's your boy since one broadcasting live from the city of champions you listen to the booth that was bbd bell biv devoe's run and brockton's own ralph louis v with his new single crazy we're going to get him on the line probably in a week or two get him on and talk about his record that we just heard once again that's ralph louis v here from brockton that's crazy and before him was bell biv devoe's 
run and we were talking pats and while we were listening to the music we were actually me and ken scrolling through social media and uh we just found out that uh, chris hogan's 180 yard reception game is now a record setting performance so big props to him and then we just found out that the flea flicker play that happened in in this game sunday night also happened against the steelers in 2007 how does the same damn thing happen to the same damn team twice? I got it. Yeah, say. but I'll, I'll hold a second. Not to give any excuses to, to the Steelers, but we are talking about a nine-year difference. I mean, come on. I think once using the same play once every nine years, I think you can be excused for being fooled. <laughs> Mike Fiore is listening to the show. Mike Fiore says he heard, he just said that he heard that if the Pats win – Donald Trump will hand them the trophy instead of Mr. Roger Goodell. Oh, that would suck. <laughs> that would that would be oh oh that would be horrible. Oh, that's it just you ever have a visual and you're just like oh god no. <laughs> why why would we need Chester Cheetah, our president of the United States? <laughs> To hand over the freaking Vince Lombardi trophy. I got, we got it. And to be honest, we this still. This is a guy. Well, hold on a second. This is the president who appeared not at one, not two, but three separate WrestleManias yeah. and in two softcore porn flicks. Look, what he did before that, he was he was in entertainment. I can't hate on him for that. So anybody, anybody who keeps talking about he can't be president because of the stuff he did in entertainment, look, Ronald Reagan was one of the biggest actors of his of his time so you can't not yeah and he shouldn't have been president either so know, i'm sorry you're not exactly getting a lot of carter money. was a carter was a was a was a freaking peanut farmer he right, made exactly. a ton of money off of, of of farming peanuts i mean come on these these people have lives prior you know only i'm sorry there's a, there's a big difference between being an actor in B movies and a peanut farmer and appearing. Well, let's 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 no because because nope nope because there are a lot of people who are in politics today that a lot of people don't realize got their start in the entertainment business. A lot of people talk crap about Al Franken. Al Franken was a regular on Saturday Night Live for the longest time. He Al, was a regular. He was he, a writer and he was a stand-up comic. He was he was a long-time guy. You've got a you've got a person right. like Senator John Thompson. Who was even he was he was already a senator when he was in Die Hard, and he was the the, the guy who ran the airport. Yeah, no, no. yeah, but okay, that's movies. I'm talking about pornos and wrestling. The governor of Minnesota. Oh yeah, no, there's no question about it. But, but biggest but, heel in WWE history. But Jesse Ventura, there's one. But here's the thing. That's Jesse Ventura. And there's only one Jesse Ventura ever in the United in, in the universe, okay? And he didn't run for president. But there's a lot of people, even though I even though I'm not a fan of Donald Trump, there are things that people are just they're just coming out of the woodwork and it's like, just shut up. Some of this stuff you're just you're reaching like it's it's just oh my God. I, I get it. I get it. Look, I'm not happy that the way the way the election went down, but we can't change it. He is in. Unless we do something to change the electoral vote. It's going to keep happening to us. It's going to keep happening. There's nothing really we can do about it except, I feel, 
vote. Change those voting numbers. Oh, I, hey, hey, I'm right there with you, brother. You know, and, I and have I, voted in every election since 1984. So yep, I yep. can complain. I voted. I can complain. Yep, I got into it with a with a friend of mine, a good friend of mine, you know, and she's you know she's a she's a she's a black female, and you know we got into it because you know I had said that I was pissed that more people went to see Medea than voted, and I said that you know if more of these people went to voted, then you wouldn't be upset right now. She says, "Well, our vote doesn't matter," and she went into no, the no, vote no. And all that stuff. And I'm like, but it does matter because if we can show up in our districts and show that we vote, then they take those districts seriously. If you're not showing up to vote, only four percent of the black Blacks in Massachusetts showed up to vote. 14% of the blacks nationwide showed up to vote. So when they look at, break down all the numbers and the blacks are at the bottom of the list, guess what? They're not going to take your numbers seriously. Exactly. Exactly. Blacks I- didn't even put Obama in the White House. People keep talking about blacks and Obama in the White House. Blacks didn't put Obama in the White House. The middle class white people put Obama right. back in the White House back then. So people, get your facts straight because the blacks barely came out to vote for Obama too. No, there's no question about it. An excellent point. An excellent point. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what you don't understand. It's like, oh, my vote doesn't matter. You're right. If you don't vote, it doesn't matter. Your vote doesn't matter because you didn't vote. True. So get off your fat, lazy, you know what, mm-hmm. and vote, goddammit, okay? Yeah. A lot, there's, a great a lot of- song, there's a great song by Arlo Guthrie okay, called Alice's Restaurant. Mm-hmm. And one of the lines goes, he's talking about the draft. And he said, one person comes in and sings a bar of Alice's Restaurant. They'll think he's crazy. They won't take him. Two people come in, sing a bar at Alice's restaurant. Thinks about faggots. Won't take either one of them. Three people come in. They think it's an organization. But you can imagine 50 people a day, 50 people a day. It's a movement. And mm-hmm. that's how movements are built. And look, we saw one hell of a movement this weekend. And you know what? There's people out there. I got I got a good friend. He's Matt Paul because he's out there on um, Facebook. He's always got something to say about because he hated Obama so much. And, you know, we talked about this movement that these women put together. And, and they they look, I'm I'm, I, I'm sorry. I'm going to say this regardless of your opinion of whatever, who you like or who you don't like. I'm sorry. My opinion of what happened on Saturday, that and I'm dropping the S-bomb right here, that shit was impressive. Oh, for yeah. Women, for women to get their husbands by their sides and to coordinate and have this event take place across the country and show up in massive, massive numbers just days after the inauguration. Actually, it was the day after. It was 24 hours. The day after. It was, it was the and, 21st. And make such an impact. I was watching CNN, and they were showing an overhead shot of the Boston Commons. Now, I had a friend. She told me, Lori, that her and her daughters were going to this march in Boston on Saturday. And I was like, okay, it's going to be a good little thing. You know, I was like, yep. I was expecting, you know, it's probably maybe 1,000, 2,000 women there. That was me. You know what? I was dead wrong. I was dead. I was, look, I was six feet under wrong. Like, the women, look, women put on a movement this past weekend. And Not only that, but here's the thing. It was only in, in Washington with 5 million people. It was in all the major cities. Yeah, yep. And I mean, made, and ser- seriously, made, I mean, this is... They had them where they should be, too. You know, something, you know, I, I was, you know, I always like to say this, you know, you know, you know, the only more dangerous place is, uh, let me explain this. You know, the, I, God, I can't even speak anymore. Mm-hmm. Let's try this again. There's an old joke where I come from in Jersey. What's the only thing worse than a locker room full of pissed off women? One of them with a the key. Mm, you know? Okay. Well, okay. I, well, I got to ask you something real quick because since we're on this topic, too, as a defense attorney, because it looks like they were trying to uh, – Spicer and somebody else were saying that 
Uh, Madonna should be ashamed of herself. They were looking for charges to be filed against Madonna because during her speech, she was talking about being so angry that she wants to blow up the White House. And I get it. We had that situation here where someone had threatened Obama on a radio show here at WAF. Okay, okay, okay. Let me explain to you. Upside down for a whole week uh, because someone just made comments like that. But I can't. No, I will. Okay, for all you right wing fanatics out there, let me lay down the law for you. Okay? Mm -hmm. To make a threat against a president, it has to be both imminent and immediate. Which means is, if you say, I'm going to go out and blow up the White House, Mm -hmm. that's an immediate and imminent threat. If I'm so angry I want to do something, that's called a conditional threat, which is not illegal. Mm -hmm. Okay? Conditional versus immediate and imminent. And now, granted, should she have said it? No, it was a dumb thing to say. I'm not going to excuse her for that. You know, you just don't go blowing up things. We're not, we're not the alt right. We're not the clan. Okay, mm-hmm. but stupid thing to say. But there's something else I want to add. For those of you, I mean, a lot of these women. One of the things I love about this protest was there were so many creative signs. And one of my favorite, we were talking about Keith and I were talking about this off air, was there was one woman holding up a sign that said, "I came here to knit hats." And punch Nazis, and I'm all out of yarn. Now, Keith and I were talking about this. If you were a child of the 80s like Keith and I were, you know what that reference is to. Mm-hmm. And I was just wondering how many millennials, you know, look at that sign and go, what the hell? Yeah, well thought of, well creative. Right, you know, and there, very, very, those who don't creative. know, there was a great sci-fi horror movie by the legendary John Carpenter called They Live. And it starred one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, rest in peace, Rowdy Roddy Piper. And in one of the climactic scenes, he walks into the bank and he utters that famous line that goes, I came in here to chew gum and kiss ass and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> Great cult classic. Great cult movie. That movie was friggin' yeah. Yeah. Fan- but- fantastic. Fantastic! It was. There was fun. another one. There was another one I saw. If I if I if I want to if I want if I want government in my uterus, I'll, I'll bleep a congressman. Well, you know, and, and I had a friend of mine. He went out there and he's like, "Well, I don't see what the big deal is. I don't know why these women are all up in arms." Well, they're not up in arms. They're already starting to slowly take women's rights away. A lot right. of people are applauding the fact that they cut funding for overseas abortions but that's how the, that's how they get their foot in the door to stop these things that's how people like mike pence gets the ball rolling they can set a precedent they can set right. that thought in motion by doing because that's how they do it it's like oh okay they're not going to care about this so let's get it in this way and then we'll do it this way it's like it's like baggy pants look i wasn't a fan of baggy pants but everybody bitched and mooned and complained about baggy pants and kids wearing baggy pants. And now you got boys walking around with these stupid-ass jogger pants on that I can't stand. And if they're not wearing these stupid-ass joggers that look like they took a dump in their pants, they're wearing these stupid-ass, ridiculous skinny jeans. And now you got all these teenage boys walking around. And they're passing out from from loss of circul- blood circulation because <laughs> the pants are too friggin' tight. Because you got boys all be sterile. Wearing, yeah, they shouldn't even be wearing skinny jeans. You're gonna have a whole group of young men who are gonna be sterile because they've been wearing skinny jeans all their teenager years when their testosterone should be friggin' migrating. Now you've got these skinny jeans. Your nuts aren't sweating like they should be, and your sperm is your sperm counts down. So when your sperm counts down, and the and the 
the race. Look, I'm just, I'm, I'm pissed. I'm just. Hey, brother, right. I'm out there with you, okay? <laughs> 7.52, I'm on the tangent. We still got a lot of stuff to talk about. Mike Fury is listening to the show. I apologize, but I'm on the tear tonight. I'm just pissed. I'm not. I'm sorry. No, do not apologize. <laughs> I'm pissed off. All I can say is, Mike, if you're listening to me, Mike, either man up or shut up. That's all I got and, to say. How's that? And the Patriots won. And I'm so happy the Patriots won. We're going to have the Patriots versus Super Bowl. We're actually going to have a Patriots Super Bowl uh, show with the booth. We're going to be promoting that one. If I'm not mistaken, we did promise. We did promise to have. Uh, oh, it looks like he said, bring me on and I'll kick your guy's ass. We can have you on next week if you want, Mike. We can get Mike. Oh, that will be. Some, is that a challenge? Did I hear? <laughs> he's he's talking. We'll we'll have to let him come you on. You want to talk a little trash, Mike Fury? Come he, on, come on. We got what seven minutes left. Call he, us up, Mike. Look, look, look. You know, give, us a, give us a give us a preview of your, how you're going to kick our we'll, you know we'll, what we'll next we'll week. Come Mike, on, Mike. We'll let Mike come on because we know Mike's got nothing to do. Buffalo's off season started like three weeks ago. Oh, <laughs> oh, that that's painful. Hey, you know what else we need on? You know, you know something. I think we need to spread the love around. Get Joe O'Neill on because he he John actually right. Joe O'Neill reached out to me and he's like, "Hey guys, can I come on to talk to Super Bowl?" Yeah, of course. I know you got all so time. Joe, if you're listening, I want to get you and your t- you know fin loving tail. We can have the we can have the the um the outsiders. We'll call it the outsiders. We'll have Joe O'Neill and Mike Fury and Anthony Arnold all on the show next week. There you go. <laughs> we could call it the outsiders. We, no, no, you will call it. We'll call it the losers edition. <laughs> so we got. Oh my God, we're flying along here. I still got stuff that we got to talk about though. Um, so we talked about the Brady revenge. Um, in two weeks, we actually—I don't—I don't, don't want to get all on that because we're going to have our Super Bowl show. We're going to talk about the Super Bowl, uh, so we're going to get that together. But I wanted to talk about this picture that I had up on my Facebook page uh, with the kids from um, the movie uh, Village of the Damned, and um, <laughs> they were like, "Oh, that's Children of the Corn." It's like, no, that's not Children of the Corn. That's the Village of the Damned, and uh, the was, remake of Village of the Damned. Remember, that was not the original. Yes, exactly. That um, was the remake. What happened was I had to chaperone a um, a trip to the New England Aquarium this past oh, good God. Monday for first graders, and it you know it wasn't bad. I was in charge of six kids. I was exhausted that when the day was done, but um, the wife, I love her daily. She made me lunch, and you know I love my tuna fish, so I decided to have tuna and crackers. So you know, as a class, you know the whole school, we were three busloads of kids. You know, we at the end of the day, they take us to the IMAX theater and they have this little area where you have lunch and you sit and you eat lunch. So we sat down. We're all sitting there eating. And I have my crackers and my tuna and I break my cracker and dip it in my tuna so I can eat. And, um, you know, Ryan looks over and he says, what are you, what are you eating? I says, oh, I'm eating my lunch. Is that tuna fish? I'm like, yeah, that's tuna fish. And all the kids looked up at <laughs> One kid's eating like a bologna sandwich. Another kid's got a peanut butter and jelly. They've just went through five floors of the New England Aquarium. They just saw Nemo. They just saw Dory. They just saw all the fish that they see in all the movies. And here I am sitting there dipping my <laughs> into this bowl of tuna fish. Ken, if, if I could have been strung up by a, by a rabid raving crazy mob of first graders it could have been me on monday 
<laughs> Guys, if you listen, dude, dude, seriously, dude, who brings tuna fish to an aquarium? I wasn't thinking. Next what are time, you gonna do? next time you're gonna bring a bring a hot dog to a petting zoo. No, no, ne- look, next time. If I'm at the aquarium and I have tuna fish and the kids ask me what I'm eating for lunch, I'm going to lie, straight out lie, and I'm going to say I'm eating the chicken salad sandwich. Because I'm not about to have that look on the – look, I was – look, I thought one kid was going to cry. If 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 a kid had started crying, Ken, I would have felt so bad. I would have felt so bad if this kid started crying. I just, I just can't. I just can't. It was it was horrible. Horrible. So, dude, dude, you remind me of LBJ. Rules okay. of chaperoning 101. Do not bring tuna fish if you're taking the trip to the aquarium. And that would be the same thing if you're going someplace like a duck farm or something. Don't right, right. Well, yeah, what, yeah. What if you bring some Peking duck to a duck farm? <laughs> Mike Fury said, "Bring sardines." <laughs> oh, that's really good. Oh, uh, you want know LBJ once said about his SeaWorld? Oh, uh, Mike. Look, Mike. Mike says I'm a Falcons fan. Yep, that's what everybody does when their team's knocked out of the playoffs early. Oh, he didn't even make it to the playoffs. He's already jumped on his team. He's a Falcons fan, Mike. You could have just came and been a Patriots fan. I don't know why. You're right down. You're not far from us. You're a six-hour drive. But if you want to be in the Dirty South, you can be in the Dirty South. I'm good. You can have it. So. No, oh. no, 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 so, no. Go ahead. It's Georgia. Have you ever been to Georgia? Yeah, I have. Cousins from Decatur. Okay, there you go. Yeah, I'm from Decatur, man. I got... I got other fam in Louisiana. And I mean, the only Lincoln. thing worse than a, a Falcons fan would be a Cowboy fan. Man, I, you know what? I know everybody was looking for because I know the NFL right now they're 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 running. They've got two weeks to find a way to sell this Super Bowl, and they've got to do it. They can't bring the NFL can't bring the revenge theory. Every all these other outlets are going to pump up the revenge theory. And to be honest, go right ahead because. Bill Belichick wants it to be that way because he wants his he wants to be able to have his team focus on Atlanta. He wants to be able to say, okay, I'm going to be let the press talk about Tom Brady and getting his revenge on on Roger Goodell because at the end of the day, this team is going to play their asses off for Tom Brady regardless of what they're doing. But this this but this here will allow him to get his team focused on Atlanta because he's going to make sure that they're going to be focused on where this team can hurt them. And mistake-free football is number one. Do your job is number two. Number three, if you shut down Julio Jones and if you shut down that running game, and look, look, this game is definitely winnable. Um, I like exciting Super Bowls, but it's been a while since we've had a boring blowout Super Bowl. And I, even though I would hate to see something like that, I would like to see that just for the fact because I really want to see Goodell, take this one. I'm just look. I just look for two years, Ken, for two years, and I love Matty Ryan. I I love Matty Ryan. I love the fact he's from BC. The Falcons are my cousin's team. I, I look, Ken. I like all of it, but I just look. It, it, I've never. You ever watch a show and you want to see somebody die on that show? Oh yeah. Like when you're watching uh, Walking Dead and you see the dude, not Negan, not Negan, not Negan's second hand man. But the other dude, the third hand man that was for Negan, the one that went and took the painting off the wall, I that dude there, that was the dude that I was like, I can't wait till you die. I hey, just, dude, Game of Thrones. Okay, See, I haven't, watched, haven't watched it yet. Still haven't watched Game, Game oh, of Thrones. There's a character called um, King Joffrey, mm-hmm. President King Joffrey. Okay, he was the he was so hated that the actor who played him has left acting. 
because of the hate mail he received. Yeah. No. That's how hate this guy was. In fact, J.R.R. Martin, who wrote the books, wrote a lot of the screenplays, mm-hmm. wrote him a letter saying, congratulations, you're doing a great job. Everyone hates you. <laughs> Mom, actually, Mike Fury just admitted, he said, all kidding aside, I'm a Brady fan this year for the first time ever. Even if he loses this game, he's still the best quarterback ever. Facts. He says, but I hate his ass. <laughs> and hey, I, hey, hey, you know fine. something? We love, we love uh, you for that, Mike. You know, fine. You can hate him as long as you respect him. You know, I'm good. Oh, hold on. I'm seeing. Oh, I thought Tony was sending a message to us, but he doesn't. He doesn't do it. Well, oh. Tony's in a state of mourning. I mean, I called him over the weekend. Yeah. And he was just like, not having it. You know, he just not having it. Yeah. Well, you know what, Mike? You know what? And it was great because, you know, my two boys, I've let them be their own fans. And Ty's and Eagles fans. Terrell is a Chargers fan. So, you know, their dad still, again. Oh, hold on a second. Here's a question. We've got to talk about that before we get off. But mm-hmm. the fact they're moving to L.A., is he still a Chargers fan even though they're moving to L.A.? You know, because I know yes, a lot of people in San Diego are pissed as hell. Yes, he is. He's actually um, he's happy about that. And now that gives L.A. two teams. And now the rumor is – no, it's not a rumor. No. It's reported that Oakland is going to Vegas. Oakland's going to Vegas. Uh, I can't believe that's happening. I can't it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, I, I, I think I've talked to, I called up everybody that. I know, and I asked them, I said, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. None of the yeah. owners want – no, here's the reason. You ready for this one? And there's nothing to do with it being Las Vegas. UNLV? Does that strike a key to anybody? Anybody no, remember no. UNLV? Hey, BC had the point-shaving scandal in the 70s. NBA, NBA, NBA referees sleeping in hotels? Uh, yeah, no, no, no. Here's the thing. Right now, they want to screw the David. They want to force the Davis family to. Uh, here's the thing that I'm hearing. You ready? Ready for a conspiracy theory? Go ahead. You know Al Davis was not a popular guy. He was, no, he wasn't. Okay. His son is even more unpopular in the NFL. Mm-hmm. They want the the rumor is they want the Davis family to sell the Raiders. That ain't happened. That that ain't happened. They'd have to assassinate him. <laughs> because remember, remember, Al Davis moved the team to L.A. without the NFL's approval. Mm-hmm. He said, screw you, I'm moving the team. Stop me. Yeah, that's not happening. And I apologize if you guys can hear this bleeding in of children in the background playing Minecraft. But I think they should move to Las Vegas. I really do. Ugh, no way. I think that's the biggest mistake Why? the NFL can make. Why? I, I'm sorry. I just, I just, it, it hasn't worked for any other teams that have been associated with Vegas. It's, ha- it just, it just. I think the temptation. There's a reason why they call it the land of temptation, the Big Sin City. And I, I myself, if you think, I, yeah, if you think I, that the gamblers are going to start, are only restrict themselves to Vegas and not try to fix teams in any other jurisdiction, you're simply naive, crazy, or stupid. I, I just, I just think it's a bad move, man. I just, I just don't agree with it. So. We're, we actually gone over here, and I got to get this topic out there, so we're going to stay on the air for a little bit more. Um, we're going to talk real quick, and, and this was wow. This this topic on my Facebook page really took off uh, this week. The actual trailer was released for Logan, the the new trailer for Logan with uh, Weapon X X twenty three looks amazing. The new Power Rangers trailer was released. Looks amazing, but then here we go. They announced the actual title for Star Wars 8, and it's called The Last Jedi. And I got to give props to Frank Sinorowski because he pointed out he was the first one to say that 
Jedi is also plural. The word is also, it's a word that's the same in the singular sense, and it's used the same way for the plural sense. And I was like, you know something? He is correct. Okay, he, no, no, guys, we, here's the we, thing. We thought about no, this. No, 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 you're wrong. You're wrong. Why? You're wrong, okay? The reason is the official title of, of a light side force user, user is Jedi Knight. That's the official term. Jedi Knight is the official term for a force for a light for a light side a, a um, light side force user. Okay, so it's like attorney. It's attorney general. The plural of Jedi Knight is Jedi Knights. No, if no. you remember correctly, when the order was called to wipe out the Jedi, the Emperor called them the Jedi. They didn't call them the Jedi Knights. Right. He just called them the Jedi. That's right, but that's wrong. If you go to the original, the original movie, Obi Wan Kenobi refers to them as being a Jedi Knight. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's been shortened, but the, the official term for that order is the Order of the Jedi Knights. And if you talk, if you look at George Lucas, he's always fashioned those knights on the Knights of the Round Table. Uh, That's where that's the inspiration. Uh, MoviePilot.com has now come out today, and they they're already saying that they're putting that to the test because one, you definitely know Rey's a Jedi; she's got the Force. You know Luke has definitely got the Force, but you also have seen Poe show. He he was able to okay, pick up okay, that lightsaber, okay. handle that lightsaber. Right? No, 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 no. We have to okay. know if big difference. There's I mean, big Finn, difference I'm Finn. I'm talking about Finn. Okay. Now here's something. Here's something else. There's a big difference between being force sensitive and being a Jedi Knight. A Jedi Knight is someone who is force sensitive and has been trained. Mm-hmm. Because remember, uh, Leah was was force sensitive, but she was never a Jedi Knight. She was never trained. Right. And and here's the thing, though. We would never, we need to find out, and God rest her soul, Carrie Fisher, we need to find out why she didn't go into training. Did she choose to stay political? And did she choose to remain political and ignore what she has in the force? Because she's Luke's sister. Right. Also, remember, the Jedi are not allowed to get married. She was remember, able, she fell yeah. in love with Han Solo, and so, they wanted to have a family. Yeah, but she didn't know she, again, she didn't know she was a Jedi, but she did hear Luke's call when he was at the bottom of she Bespin. She knew she was Force-sensitive. Remember, there's a big difference between being Force-sensitive and being a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Okay? And you had to volunteer for that order. Well, we need to find out why, and I'd have to read the books to see if that's even brought or mentioned in the books as to why she might have... Passed that up. I well, think, yeah, in the books, they, in the books, if you read a lot of the books, they talk about her wanting to have a family, and she couldn't be a Jedi Knight and have a family. They deal with that in the books a lot. I'd have to, yeah, I'd have to check that out and read that because I really want to see what you know, what it, what what was there, and I also want to see why Han had left because Han didn't leave because of their son. There was another reason why Han had left. Well, no, in the books, kind of hinted at. Movie, in the seven. books, this is the thing, which is now the expanded universe. It's no longer or Star Wars Legends. In the books, Leia has two children. Yes, we know that. Yep. Okay. Yep. And remember, the son goes and becomes go. It's enrolled by in Skywalker Academies for Jedi. He then gets seduced by the dark side and then ends up killing a bunch of people. And that's what breaks up um, Leia and Han's marriage. Mm, yeah. 
Well, it's, it's going to be interesting because this is the first time we've seen the actual Star Wars writing in red when it's traditionally yellow. Now, I had another friend out there, Zach Leroy. He put out there that if you look at the movies traditionally, it's been light, dark, light, dark, light, dark. It's always alternated. And remember, this the main story behind... Star Wars is about bringing that balance to the force, to the force, the dark side and the light. There's always that balance. At the end of Return of the Jedi, we see that balance there. We see Obi-Wan with Anakin and Yoda, and, and that means you know we were at the balance. But we also have to remember that, that Luke was very dark in that Return of the Jedi. Luke had right. a very dark side to him in Return of the Jedi. He had the black suit. He had some things going on that he was dealing with. So... I'm very curious to see why Luke, we were told, and, and I said that I had another friend, Zach Cassell, who was on there, we, that we talked about this. You know, he said that, you know, uh, we were talking about Luke, and he's like, well, Luke's this, and it's like, but how many times have we been lied, well, not lied to, but we were told things that weren't true or was or was twisted. When we saw Star Wars, we were under the belief that Darth Vader killed Luke's father, Anakin. We, that's what we were led to believe until the end of Empire Strikes Back. And Luke is there, and Darth Vader tells him. He says, Oh, no, yeah, Luke, you know, I'm, your, I'm father. your father. You know, he tells him that... that, that, that you no, know, no, the line is, no, I'm your father. No. He says, Obi-Wan never you. told you what happened to your father. And Luke, and Luke's response says, he told me enough. He told him that you killed him. He goes, him. no, I'm your father. Yep. And that That's was that was plan. one of the biggest plot twists in the history of any of movies. Right. So and, and and then we go to this and you know we've seen some things here and I I myself when I saw this episode seven I still feel like that Millennium Falcon was left there for Ray to fly. I feel that was all set in. I think that was all set there for her to find and end up using that ship. I think that's how. I think it was predetermined for her, for her force to go that for that for her life to go that way so but it's it's here we are star wars the last jedi the writing is in red um a lot of questions out there from star wars nation and geek nation and everybody's already wanting to know what's going on and you know we we've seen this movie end where they're taking kylo ren to snoke um which i have to mention is the worst star wars name in the history of star wars i just don't know where the hell this came from but snoke really we couldn't get a more... Well, hold on a second. Okay. All right, name. all right, hold on a second. Stop, Beta. Okay. We've had... You, no, 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 no. We have Snoke. Okay, hold on a second. <laughs> There's a Star Wars character in the animated series. Huh? That if you, it's, a, it's not a male, it's a female. Uh-huh. If you spell Snoke... Ba- uh, if you spell Snoke backwards, it's, it's her, her name. name. In the Star Wars cartoon? In the Star Wars cartoon, she's a rejected Jedi. She gets kicked out of the Jedi Order. Ooh. Ooh. And she's Ooh. a four. And he get, get this. Are you ready for this I one? I think the Star Wars friggin' animated series can. I'm going to have to go back now. And here, though, here's the thing. She's a former. You you want you really want to screw the, here's Now, granted, it may just be a coincidence, she's but a she's a former pupil of yes. Anakin Skywalker. Yes, she is. Spell her. That's how she spells her name backwards. 
Mm-mm. I'm going to have to go back and watch my Star Wars animated series. My yep. Clone Wars. Yeah, there you go. So how would you like that? Now, granted, uh, because when you look at Stoke, you, really, you, know, you think he's a guy, but you never can never be sure. No, that's right. Oh, I'm sorry. This is why you don't open Facebook when you're on the air live. I was just checking to see if we had some messages during the show. And Mike Fury is still on there posting, and that's a good thing. And you know what? I usually hear from from Joe O'Neill about coming on this show. He's been hitting me up, Ken, all weekend. And then I'm like, yeah, sure, you can. Yeah, you know, give him the number and all this stuff. No call. Didn't come on. So I'm hoping he's okay. I'm hoping he's all right. But Joe O'Neill, where are you? Oh, my God. So. Man, all right, so we actually got to get ready to close this show down, but we did talk about everything that we wanted to talk about, the Pats. We're going to have a big Super Bowl show. Um, I got to thank Ralph Louis, rapper Ralph Louis V, for sending us that track. Uh, we were able to get that on, and um, he's going to try to come on and talk about that. But the, the single is crazy, and I believe it is available for download on SoundCloud. I'm not sure if, if he's put it out there yet, but you can follow him. He's on He's on. Uh, Facebook and stuff, so just look up Ralph Louis V. He's a rapper out of Brockton, and I really like the album cover. Right? I think that was very unique. I like seeing guys take time to put, you know, a lot of people out there, they put, they send us stuff and they put a, you know, a record out there. And then this kid actually, he's actually got a, a record cover. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to listen to it. I'm going to take this chance and put it on the air because he's taking t- time to put together some cover art for his single. And you know, that's that's a good thing. I do have a gripe with him, though. I do have one little gripe with him. If you're sending tracks to somebody to listen to, I am a stickler for metadata. And that's the information for the CD. So, like, when you put the CD in or you put it into there, it's it has him. It tells me that it's him, but it doesn't tell me who produced the track. It doesn't tell me how many tracks. It, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, oh, my God, I'm a stickler for that stuff. I want to know. Who produced the track? I want to know who helped you compose it. I want to know who helped you maybe ghostwrite it. And I just got to say, before we get out of here, too, you know, I'm always making a stickler about ghostwriting and stuff like that and rap music. And I was just alerted to something that I didn't even know about. And I hear, my, I know Mike Fury um, is listening, but um, I've always been a big fan of, of writing raps, and those who write raps and the talent of writing raps. And you know, there's this whole thing about ghostwriters and people writing raps. There's this whole thing going on right now about that. And there's people making a big deal about rappers who are famous right now who are who are making a name for themselves today. And they're putting them out there saying that they have this person or that person for go- as ghostwriters. And I have to commend Jermaine Dupree for coming out because Jermaine Dupree <clears throat> just came out and uh, had said that, you know, even though he had all this success with rapping and stuff in his career, DeBrat was his ghostwriter. And that right. goes back to where, where someone may not be good enough to sell to the public, but they have that talent. So you have them write your stuff and make a name for themselves. So when you blow up, you can bring them on with you and then they can blow up. Now, that is the rumor of Drake. Drake is huge. Drake is a great, big, huge artist right now. But the rumor is, and I, I believe it, I'm sorry, but back in the day, Lil Wayne had this album called The Carter. And I hated Lil Wayne. I hated everything about Lil Wayne. They hated his style of rap. Then this album, The Carter 4, it came out. 
And Lil Wayne had flipped his whole way that he de- he delivered his rap, his flow. Everything was changed. Now he says the story Lil Wayne says is that while he was in jail, he wrote these lyrics. He wrote this album. And that's why he flipped the way that he. I don't think so. I think while he was in jail, I think Drake was writing raps for Young Money when when Lil Wayne got out of jail. He needed to blow up quick and get back, get his name back out there. And I believe they took Drake's stuff and said, look, we're going to make you a ghostwriter for us. He needs to, and then he's going to put you on. It's like a, the rap music business is like a pyramid scheme. You put me on, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to put you on to pay you back for putting me on. It's like a pyramid scheme. I hate to say it. Um, but, um, but I feel I used to get big, like I used to say, write your own raps, but it looks like, that this isn't happening. This has been going on for a long time. So the rap game is just like any other music industry. Cause you know, in, in country music, you have people who sing country songs, but R Kelly has written hundreds of, of country songs for people. Um, I just found out that there's uh George Clinton from the Funkadelics has written some country songs. I've heard that Dr. Dre has mixed some country songs just because Dr. Dre has beats and stuff and great rap music. He's a great, good, he's a damn good studio engineer. So if you're a country guy, you're going to be like, look, I know Dre does rap, but damn, the act is, he's got a good sound. I want him to mix my album. And this is why people hire people like that. So I apologize for everyone about that. So I just got to, I got to say, you know, I just got to say, and then Mike Fury is telling me some stuff in, in the chat that I, I'm pretty sure is not supposed to be put out there publicly, but, um, Maybe I can bring him on and share it, but uh, he's 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 said a lot of stuff, so he's kind of maybe I'll, you know what Ken um, Mike's just said no. some stuff about some stuff and we'll, well speak I think we need to for next week because we're we've gone yeah. way over. I'm actually this is good stuff. I'm gonna see if we can have Mike Fury just come on and talk about it if he can, um, if he wants to put it out there. Um, Hold on. I mean, I, I mean, if he wants me to put, he's he's hold on. He's well, why don't we save it for next week? We yeah, need, I'd like to save that and get get him on and let and let, yeah, let get him let, on let for him next see. week. Yep, he says he says he can care less, which means okay, fine. We'll save it for next week. Yeah, let's save it for next week. We're gonna get him on live. We're gonna get him on live. He actually has something he wants to say or talk about. Little Wayne, um, firsthand. He says he can put it out there. He says he knows. So we're, yeah, we're gonna do that. So anybody here who's listening to the show tonight, um, we're gonna get Mike Fury on here. We're going to talk about this one, um, and you know what? I'd rather let I'd rather get it from the horse's mouth than get it from the ass. Me, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather just let him talk about it. So, um, hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. We had a good show tonight. Eight eighteen. We ran a little bit over tonight, but we had a little bit of late start. Um, we got to get ready to get upstairs and watch the new edition movie tonight. Um, I'm from New England. I'm from I'm from Mission Hill. We were right down the road from the Orchard Park. We would all those projects all were lumped together there and in Boston, in the Roxbury area. So um, I can't wait to see this movie. Belle Biv DeVoe, Ralph Tresvant, Johnny Gill. Well, Johnny Gill was an added member. He didn't live in Boston. So he he came on after Bobby Brown left the group. And um, I got to say, before we go, um, Mike Bivens actually thanked Bobby Brown on um, Hot 96.9 this morning and said if it wasn't for Bobby Brown, this movie wouldn't be a three-night miniseries. Um, because I guess originally that this movie was to be a two-hour film, and Bobby Brown did not want to sign on because he felt it wasn't right. He felt that you know the story could have been told on a bigger scale, and um, 
and it just wasn't the right time to do it. And now, you know, they, I think it takes a lot for Michael Bivens to come out and say to Bobby that, Hey, you know, we're glad we listened to you. Cause you know, the, that, that relationship between the group has always been fractured. You know, that, that relationship between Bobby Brown and, and new edition has always been fractured and, you know, it's never going to be back to where it was. So, um, it, you know, the, one of the original boy bands, one of the original, the original breakups, you know? So, um, we got this going on, and I got to let Ken say his goodbyes before we get out of here. All right. Uh, big goodbye, and thank you to all, list, all of our listeners, all 12 of them. And a big shout-out to my cousin Danny, Steve, Danny Stevens, who is a sophomore out at the um, University of, uh, I want to say, well, America. No. She's in St. Louis. I forgot the name of the university. She tweeted me a picture of her doing the Trump post. Trump protest wearing a teacher that says nasty woman on it. Go, Danny. Man. And I got to thank everybody for tuning in. I got to thank everybody for giving me shouts and uh, asking me about Dawn and, and making sure that Dawn was okay. For those who don't know, uh, Dawn was in the hospital uh, for uh, kidney infection, real bad kidney infection. We actually spent, Jesus, seven and a half hours at Brockton Hospital. Um, and she's uh, home resting, and it sucks because she just started a new job. So kind of just sucks when you start a new job and then you end up freaking hospitalized. Uh, not good. And, um, you know, other than that, my mom um, had seen the doctor tomorrow. She actually is doing well. I want to thank everybody for giving my mom uh, the kind words. It's given her some strength. We have a lot of stuff here that she needs to move on with. And we're going to get that going. But, uh, look, I got to thank everybody, everybody for tuning in. Mike Fury for hanging out with us. Uh, Ken Diesel for coming on the show with me. Got to thank Frank for he's actually out there seeing Patriots Day again tonight. Patriots Day, Ken and me were just talking about Frank being out there at Randolph Cinema again. And then we actually, I actually got to get us all together so we can get out there and go check this movie out when we get a chance. We've been so busy. Um, and then, hey, we may have another remote coming up. Um, at Boston Sports, I love BostonSports.com and Braintree because the plan was was that if the Patriots made it to the Super Bowl that we would be doing a live remote from there. So I believe I have to touch base with uh, Marlon Williams and see if we're going to be doing this remote. And if that's the case, we will be down there on a Saturday broadcasting live before the Patriots Super Bowl, which I would think the Saturday before the Super Bowl would be the best day to do a broadcast, I think, Ken. Yeah. So we can go go about that and do something like that plan and let Tony know. Tony, I'm putting the word in right now. So write it in your notes and uh, we'll get that going. But other than that, hey, thanks everybody for tuning in. I'm going to try to watch this new edition thing and get some sleep. I haven't had uh, a lot of sleep in the last couple of days with all these trips to the hospital. But uh, SpongeBob, you know what you can do. Take us home. Well, see you next Tuesday. Thanks for tuning in to the booth at hoodwazoo.com. Please make sure to tune in for more Booth next Tuesday night at 7 p.m. New York Eastern Standard Time. Become a fan on their Facebook page and check out their podcast on iTunes. The Booth is hosted by Sinister One, Z-Man, and Ken Diesel. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics and stuff. It's just that I'm up on this level up here and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe they're more down, down here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. Who? 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 Who?